Hey, welcome to another edition of our Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and uh, have a phenomenal guest and dear friend, uh, friend Fischella today. But before we get started, uh, we're lucky on Thursday uh, as we go down to Texas Wesleyan University on April 20th uh, for our first ever Coaching You One Day, of which Fran is going to be one of our incredible speakers. And Really excited for that. Anyone that's in that uh, Metroplex area, Great Dallas Metroplex area, uh, again, $77 for you know a coach for 12 to 6 here in Fran, uh, Tim Jankovich from SMU, Jamie Dixon, Kevin Eastman, myself, and Brendan Singleton, the coach of the national champion NAIA Texas Wesleyan team. Uh, all we're trying to do is, as Fran has been committed to his whole life, and Kevin and myself is just trying to help coaches anywhere we go, uh, trying to learn and grow in, in this game. But uh, one of my dearest friends forever in basketball has been Fran Frischella, and uh, most of you know him now as, you know, the Big 12 voice, Big 10, it, it doesn't matter, NIT guru, our international ESPN guru for the draft, uh, but we shouldn't listen, listen uh, limit it, I'm sorry, to uh, international. It's all a basketball. But, Fran, welcome and thank you so much. I think it's uh, thank you, Brendan. All you have to do is say, hoops junkie. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know is what I am. <laughs> you know, as as two guys from New York, uh, Jersey area, uh, where I'm from, and you know, we've grown up. We have so many, um, you know, near and dear friends. So many common things, but uh, our values about basketball and coaching are totally aligned. Um, you know, as you go, you have what I call the best seat in the house during the season, and you get to see the best coaches on a nightly basis. You know, give us some observations that you see from some of those incredible coaches anywhere in the country, you know, Big yeah. 12, anywhere. Well, it's always a great question, Brendan. And as you and I have talked off the air earlier today, there's so many great coaches at every level. I learned at an early age uh, as a college coach not to poo-poo anybody coaching just because they're not in the ACC or Big 12. In fact, I honestly believe that five of the ten best coaches I've ever been around were high school or small college coaches. And you could throw Bob Hurley Sr. into that right off the bat. And you and I can think of so many others that are truly great coaches at every level. But I think the things that uh, separate the great coaches as I go around the country, number one, um, they still hold their players accountable. Um, it may be a different method nowadays than what we were used to growing up where the coach was sort of the dictator I think you can still be a dictator, but you got to be a benevolent dictator. Um, you can still be firm. You can still be demanding. Uh, on occasion, you can still be tough, um, but you can't be unreasonable, and the kids got to know you love them. And I don't care if it's Tom Izzo or Bill Self or so many others that I get a chance to see. That's the first common denominator um, is that they hold their players accountable, even in this day and age. I think the second thing is preparation. Um, their job as coaches is to make sure that not a single situation comes up during their season that their kids aren't well prepared for. Changing defenses, uh, <clears throat> down 10 with five minutes to go. Do you have a comeback game? How do you play with a lead? How do you get the ball inbounds late in the game when you're up and they're pressing you? So preparation, I think, is another thing. And then I would say the last thing, and really the, the, the bottom of the pyramid, if you want to call it that, you know, if those were three parts of a triangle, let's say, would be just the the adherence to teaching the fundamentals. 
and understanding that no X and O play, uh, no genius play uh, is as good as it could be unless your kids don't know how to dribble, pass, catch, shoot, and defend. And I'm a, I'm a stickler for that stuff. I'm a stickler for footwork. I'm a stickler for watching who's teaching the fundamentals. So, you know, I would say those three things, you know, just accountability, preparation, and then adherence to teaching the game the right way. You know, when, when you go in and you're seeing, let's just use the Big 12 because you do so many games there, but you're going in, let's say, to see, you know, to see Kansas play Iowa State, and it doesn't matter whether yep. you're lucky enough to get to Ames, Iowa, and see it in a great environment to see a game, or maybe the best environment in college basketball, Allen Fieldhouse, you know, to see a game at Kansas. Yep. But when you go in there the day before, you probably look as forward to practice, watching guys practice as you do to the game sometimes, I bet, huh? Yeah, I do. In fact, it's the reason why I love my job so much because if you, you know, if you if you watch enough film of both teams, uh, which I do just as a hobby, it's, it's not work, uh, you know, and, and then you watch practice the day before and then you go to the walkthrough, you pretty much already know how the game's going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already know, you know, and, and the only thing you don't know is whether the ball's going to, is going to go in the basket for either team. And, and so I love that. And I love forecasting what I think's going to happen or, you know, uh, it's amazing. Like you almost, Bill Self kills me when I say this, but I see Kansas so much. I could almost coach their team. <laughs> you know, I know, I know their late game plays. I know they're in the clock plays. Um, and I just know a lot about how, the, how Bill prepares his team. And so, it's fun because I really do know what's going to happen before it happens. I just don't know whether the ball is going to go in more for Iowa State or for Kansas that night. And I like to tell then the, the viewer who's watching at home in the simplest way possible what to look for and why certain things are working and why they're not. So, um, But to answer your question, um, I absolutely love going to practice because, as you and I both know, um, um, you get to see how good a, a coaches as a teacher mm-hmm. at practice even more so than when they're coaching in the game when you're watching a practice let's say and i've asked bill yep. it's the same question you know you're now almost preparing that if you were coaching against him what would you do if you were playing kansas that night or if you were playing iowa state just to amuse yourself i mean uh yeah do you find yourself doing that often you know yeah, but when you go do when you do a Kansas game, the one thing you're thinking of is, boy, if I play Kansas, we better really recruit well. <laughs> because, it better be a road uh, game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially winning in that place, which is nearly impossible. Although Iowa State did yep. this year, but um, yeah, you do. You know, you still, you know, I, I really, um, I don't want to say I don't think of myself as just a coach because, frankly, I have to be considered a member of the media because yeah. uh, you know I'm paid by ESPN to be a media guy and yet I do have a lot of coaching in me and I do uh, still study the game on a daily basis as you know um, and so yeah you're always kind of trying to put your coaching hat on and say you know how would I how would I prepare my team for you know something that Bill Self does let's say the high-low offense for example sure. you know with something has been a staple of Kansas basketball for many years um, you're still trying to figure out the puzzle, even though you're not actively coaching. You still think like a coach every day, and when you go watch practice, you say to yourself sometimes, "Boy, that stuff's hard to guard." And uh, I wonder how I would guard it if I, you know, if I had the opportunity. And um, I'll, I'll tell you this: it reminds me back to my first year at Manhattan College. 
uh, Canisius hired a coach the same year Manhattan hired me, and they hired a guy from Lemoyne College by the name of John Beeline. And while we're getting ready to play most of the teams in our league, I, I would say, okay, we could take this away. This play we can take away. We'll switch out on this. We'll X out on this. We'll trap this. And then you're playing Canisius, and you go, uh-oh, how do we guard this stuff? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so that happens a lot when I'm broadcasting now. I can say, ooh, this guy runs good stuff. So you, you get a chance to sit back and admire and, and uh, learn. And, and then hopefully when you learn, you pass it on to other coaches when you do clinics like coaching you, like, like we're going to do this week. You know, an uh, interesting thing that, you know, we did a study of coaching you years ago, and we found out that a head college coach at a D1 school spends, on an average, 17% of his time <laughs> on basketball. An assistant coach yeah. spends only 10% of his time in basketball. Uh, Fran Frischella spends 100% of his time in basketball. Yes. You don't have to recruit. You don't have to worry about any of those kids going to class or any discipline problems. You know, yep. and so really you keep getting better at your craft because yeah. you're working at it more than guys that are, and I'm not putting college coaches down, right? but you are working in that and, and, and it's almost like you're an NBA guy because you're doing a hundred percent of your stuff is basketball, basketball. I think it's, I think it's a neat, neat thing. Yeah. And that's why I try to pass on the stuff I learned every year. And it's not just, uh, from covering college games, but as you know, and I'll talk about this this week, uh, the stuff I've learned from the international game, you know, that has really come full cycle because, you know, you and I have had many discussions about the fact that if it weren't for Jack Ramsey and Chuck Daly and Yubi Brown and so many others recently, Bob McKillop, um, going over and teaching the international coaches the game, they have come back in many ways and maybe not are teaching it better, but teaching it a little differently. And especially when we talk about pick and roll and spread offenses and what Mike D'Antoni's doing in Houston. And when I learned those things from watching three weeks of the Olympics or the FIBA World Championships, I love to bring or go to clinics overseas when I get a chance to go to Italy, the Euro camp, talk to Ettore Messina or David Blatt. Um, I love coming back to the high school coaches at the Iowa Coaches Clinic or coaching you and say, hey, have you thought about running this? And this is why it works. And so I do spend almost all my time on basketball and learning new things that I can then pass on to uh, younger coaches. And, of course, I do that on Twitter all the time. Uh, I'm constantly trying to pass on things I've learned uh, from a coaching standpoint and passing, passing it on to coaches through social media as well. Well, you know, we're not going to talk about the draft on this podcast maybe we'll do one in yeah. june but uh you had a great line on social media today about all these young kids that are putting their name in which it's kind yeah. of funny but uh we saw your our josh jackson from kansas put his name in uh and hired yep. bj armstrong and i think he'll be a top three or four pick you know i think he's that good yes uh but yes. listen um i can't wait for thursday because our coaches are going to get totally wowed we've talked about what you're going to teach I think it's a novel idea of what you're going to do. And all I can yep. say is bring a lot of paper. Make sure your darn pens yep. are working because you are going to learn so much basketball. And I can't thank you, my friend, enough 
for sharing with their coaches, especially in your, this is your hometown now, your adopted yep. hometown. They let a couple of New Yorkers in and they let you <laughs> and Carlisle in. And so you guys are doing all right. And, uh, and I think it's, yep. it's just great. And uh, I can't thank you enough, friend. It's going to be fabulous on Thursday. And, uh, again, my friend, look forward to it. Yeah. Thanks, Brenda. I'm going to be bringing a pen too, because you've got some great coaches, uh, guys that I really admire are also speaking so I'm looking forward to learning some more some more basketball like we uh you know we never stop learning so I'm, I'm excited and look forward to seeing you and all the great coaches that'll be there thank you and remember again coaches uh you can go on to coaching you live.com uh or you can just walk up you know uh you know, anytime after 11 o'clock for our 12 o'clock start where Tim Jankovic will kick it off. So I think you're going to have a great day at Texas Wesleyan University. Again, the coach Brendan Serve with his friend, Brent Fischel. 